GDMF. Sorry. GDMF indeed. That's stuck in my head now. Good. More Jim, like spe- Cl- Jim clarinet stuff should be stuck in your head. That's right. I only have like two weeks, and then I don't have to deal with it anymore. See, you keep saying that. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. Have you have you duck duck goose or duck duck goad uh, wrestling movies? No. <laughs> There's wrestling movies. There certainly is. Other oh, than yep. uh, the world famous documentary, <laughs> Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble. With my favorite wrestling, wrestling uh, gal, Rose McGowan. Right. So this is uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark <laughs> 161. We're already starting things uh, here. Yeah. Now, I, uh, you know, we're, Todd and I are kind of talking about some other stuff of what we got planned for 2018. Um, we are announcing the final Gallifrey Birds. Uh, subjects here as well. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think of a little bit of discussion from last week's show and some other stuff that I want to talk about as well. I, I, I'd like to know if you had anything on the agenda for After Dark today. You know me. I always know I have no agenda. Before I monopolize the entire GDMF show. That's what you do, though. That's your thing. Right. Um... But no, I've been uh, locking in my six for next year. Right. Um, I got a feeling that one might get bumped depending on how the order of things goes. Mm-hmm. But I've got about ten alternates. Uh, oh, I was just looking at mine. I I have five set for sure. Five set, and then there's one like maybe I have to rewatch it just to make mm-hmm. sure. And then there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen or fourteen uh, alternates. So <laughs> we're good. We're we're good to go. Right now, do you want to see- talk about that now? Since we're kind of talking about it, I don't like teasing too too much. It's uh, you know what, Joe? You are the president of the show. That is true. We and do, uh, you know, we do strictly um, abide by uh, the votes as they come in. Regardless of how fixed they may seem. Here's how I believe the rules work for the show. You are the president, Mm -hmm. and you oversee everything, except when we're in the long box heroes blimp, then I'm the captain. Okay. And and I'm in charge on the blimp. Big blimping. One, two, three. That's, you know, like, you have no say over me in there, but everywhere else, you know. What are you what are you counting? Right. So I've got I've got um 14 on my list total. Oh, a uh, total. Yeah. I think I have 14 past our 6. Right. And I'm sure like as things will go on, like these li- this list is not going to be set in stone. You know, sure, like, no, I know no. what like number 1 and number 2 I'm going to give you definitely are. Mhm. I have a feeling there's a chance that one or two could get bumped off. That's where the alternates come in. But that top five, the first five that I'm going to throw at you, are pretty much locked in stone. Right. And then, who knows, suppose I have one of those on my list and I bring it up. Mm-hmm. Then right, and that's throws. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So, so 
what we're cryptically talking about is here is what's going to replace Gallifrey Birds for next year, uh, the calendar year 2018, uh, as it were. What we're going to do is something kind of similar to what we did before uh, with Gallifrey Birds and also kind of something similar to what the boys over at Pod Advocacy did with their Summer of Shame. Um, they would go through this website called Flickchart, not a sponsor, which we'll talk more about a little bit later <laughs> on. Um, they would look at the movies that the other have seen. Like, you add movies to your list and you kind of rank them in an order, right? Mm-hmm. Every time that you type in a movie, say I type in, um, you know, Rogue One, right? Mm-hmm. Great movie, by the way. Great movie. It's going to ask you, okay, it's going to pull two movies from your list. And it's going to say, is it, where does it rank in between these two movies? Mm-hmm. And then when you click one or the two, it says, okay, now here's Rogue One. Now here's another movie from your list. Which one's higher? And then you kind of, and then it places things. And then, of course, you can mess around with your list because you might have clicked something wrong. And you're like, oh, Beetlejuice shouldn't be, you know, above Napoleon or below Napoleon Dynamite. So I got to adjust those things, right? Right. So David and Jason would look at each other's list, look at a movie that was notably missing from their list, and make the other one watch it. Following week, we would talk. They would talk about it, right? This one, yeah. summers, winter breaks would come up, and they wouldn't have anything to watch uh, mm-hmm. on TV. Now it doesn't have a name yet. Uh, this segment, the new segment, um, you know, something like Gallifrey Birds Two, but like better. Right. I want to stay away from Gallifrey Birds. Right. Just because I think that stands on its own as the epitome of great stuff we've done. Right, right. But uh, I would like a complete different name, you know. Right, but we're not original, so it may end up being Gallifrey Birds too. I saw time. All right. So what it is is um, each week we're going to alternate, and each week. Well, each each month. Uh, yeah, not each week. Oh, good gravy. Each month say. we're going to alternate and kind of taking the place in the schedule for Gallifrey Birds is. Todd and I are going to take turns picking a movie that we both have to watch and that, you know, you, the listeners of the show, are invited to watch as well. Now, more times than not, it's going to be a movie that we enjoy, but it Mm -hmm. might not be a classic film like your Wizard of Oz or... Pulp Fiction. Your Pulp Fiction, your Godfather, even like your Dark Knight, even. It might be something a little bit more off the beaten path. Right. Now, I have a legit... I, I, I think Todd is going to force me to watch movies that I have said both here on the show, <laughs> uh, publicly on Twitter, and privately in our secret conversations, movies that I said I've never watched, and he's going to force me to watch garbage that I want to remind him or other people of that I've never seen before. Remember when I had that list of all those movies that I was going to eventually one day get around to? Like, I, I'm like, oh, I'll just pull stuff from that, maybe, just to get one over on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all know how you are with the gentle ribbing, so... Correct. Um, my list, mine that I'm picking, are movies I legitimately love. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may not be, um, like I said, classic films, and a lot of them I haven't seen in a very long time, so a lot of it is going to be how they hold up in 2018 eyes. See, I do you want to know what my list kind of is without no. giving the movies? Okay, but, you whether know, you, you want to tell me like as cryptically as I did, then go crazy. Um, it's basically the same. It's movies that I thoroughly enjoyed. 
Um, maybe some of them not considered classics. I, you know what I mean? Like it's the same way, probably like one or two we might consider classics, but I'm not sure the world considers classics. And if they do, uh, I don't know. It's something like that. You know what I'm saying? But I enjoy, I've enjoyed every one of these movies that's on my list. Right. Like now I just want to say, I'm not burning one of my movies. Mm hmm. Um, but this would be an also ran. As I was mentioning, I currently have 14 movies on my list. Mm -hmm. This very easily could have made an argument for number 15 on the list. We're only doing six movies, and we'll get to why there's so many on the list. Um, is Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Okay. Okay. I remember watching, I remember going to see that movie opening <laughs> weekend in the theaters. I remember watching that movie probably every time they played it on HBO for the better part of three years. So right. it might be Stockholm Syndrome, but I and I remember enjoying that movie. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right. Now, is Police Academy 4 a good movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, it could be. It, was that the last one with uh, Gutenberg? Um, yes, it was the last okay. one with the Goot. <laughs> the goot. Then that's the last good Police Academy movie. Goot. He has his own Bibles, you know. Stop. <laughs> what? But then, like, on the flip side of things, I'm going to stray away from softballish type ones. Like, what's a softballish type one? The Naked um, Gun. Right. Everyone loves The Naked Gun. Right. I don't think you're going to get an argument of someone who says, No, nah, I think that's just you, Joe. You're the only one who likes that movie. Mm-hmm. Or, Todd, you know what? I think you're the only one that likes Howard the Duck or something like that. Right. Uh, by, by the way, looking it up on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, audience has... Police Academy 4 at 37%. Mm. Uh, critics have it at zero. Wow. <laughs> Out of so 100. Now, Out of 100. So now, see, I'm confused. I'm, I'm looking at my list, yeah. and I'm thinking with my heart and not with my head mm -hmm. whether these are softballs or not. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, and again, I, what is a softball to you may not be a softball to me. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Right. Oh my now, God, I'm looking. Oh, the reason I want to do have, so many of these movies, Joe. Right. So many of them. The reason that we're doing, um, we have so many movies in the list is there is a very good chance, um, that Todd and I may have crossover. And mm -hmm. let's say Police Academy 4 was on Todd's list. Right. And for my pick on the alternating month, I picked Police Academy 4. Well, Todd has to take Police Academy 4 off his list because I just burned it. Right. And he has to replace Police Academy 4 on his list since we've already done it. We're not going to watch the same movie twice in one year, is what I'm saying. Right. No, that would be stupid. Right. Or we could just replay the podcast. Right. We just <laughs> renumber it. Like Police right. Academy 4, podcast 162 and 168. Put new bumpers at the beginning and end as though it was a new right. episode. Exactly. Totally confused people. Right. Um, so we don't have a name for this thing yet, but that's what we're going to be doing starting, uh, for 2018. Mm-hmm. 
I think this is a good idea. I do too. I right. think there's going to be some fine cinema on right. this. And you know, Joe has to watch things. I have to watch things. It'll it'll be good. I like the idea that we're only doing one and not double dosing, like you making me making you watch a movie and you watch a movie at this, like we do with the Gallifrey Birds. I think one movie's enough. Right. And uh yeah, it'll be fun for like, you know, get everybody out there, watch something. Maybe you haven't seen Police Academy before. It's like like that's kind of the benchmark for what I'm doing, you know? Right. And then who knows? If we have a lot of fun, this they could continue. Right. This could be the new movies. regular monthly after dark bit. Right, until we run out of movies. Till you're like, uh I gotta watch I don't know, you know, like when here's what here's the way I always do what we're doing. When it when I feel it has become work, I'm done with it. Right. That's like oh like we've done fifty two movies. I'm like, oh should I put this on there? Well, I don't know. When I have to work to think up movies, that's yeah. when I got problems. But a lot of my list came to me very quickly, mm-hmm. and then it was just like oh I'd have a conversation with someone. And, like, completely unrelated. It would remind me of some other movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, i got to put that on the list. And now I have to run down all my movies on Rotten Tomatoes just to see how people think about them. Oh, no, I, I plan on doing, like, a whole ramp up for when I'm announcing my movie. Mm-hmm. Reading the IMDb description, see if you can guess what it is. Do that the is audience, You know, do the audience says it's this, the critics say it's that, you know. Oh, my goodness. I'm stealing all of that. Listen, if we could get some sort of cohesion with this, mm-hmm. all the better. Oh, I, I want to do my best Funky Flashman when it comes time to hype my movie. I Well, we're going to get into I want to see what my number one off-the-bat pick is on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. Hmm. No score yet. Uh-oh. For this film, but the audience, no no critic score or top critic score, but the audience uh, has it at 52%, which is, you know, liked it, but still rotten, because it's under 60. And I, right. I, I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Hmm. Oh, look at my, I'm looking at mine. Way, the, one of the movies I picked has way too high, way too high, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm bumping that one down the list. All right. Uh, so, uh, I also have to, t- I just want to, com- well, I want to complain about podcasts in general, which is what we do th- on this show. Yes. And, and we still have to have time to do the Gallifrey Bird stuff. So, Todd, I know, I know the answer is neither, <laughs> <laughs> but if you have no choice, would you rather hear me complain about iTunes or making money on the podcast. You know what? Because iTunes doesn't really do anything for me, mm-hmm. and I want to make money from the podcast. I want to see what you're you're bitching about making money on podcasts. Okay. So last week on Gallifrey Birds, we kind of it, it rolled. You mean into, after dark? At right. Uh, I'm in Gallifrey Birds mode. Right, I understand. It's so awesome, Gallifrey. It is. So last week on After Dark, it came up about making money off podcasts and how other people make money off podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we don't make a ton of money on this podcast. Um, what? The only money we make is through the Amazon click-through. 
Um, there was a time when we were part of another network. Uh, <laughs> we were getting pretty good money. And we then, got one of them uh, forms there. But anyway. Huh? Right. We got one of them forms. Right, right. And it was a nice check that we would get every three months. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we had to start fighting to get those checks. And then all of a sudden those checks disappeared. And then the emails stopped getting answered. <laughs> and this went on for a very long time. Um, but in today's day and age, because there are so many podcasts, it's tough to differentiate yourself. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit on how every podcast has um, the same ads, essentially. Like, everyone has Stamps.com. Everyone has ProFlowers. Uh, everyone has the and every and then every time there's a new something, whether it be a flowers thing like stamps.com, there is no other stamps.com. Like they're the thing, right? Mm-hmm. But every other advertising that shows up on a podcast, whether it be the food delivery, whether it be you know some sort of underwear subscription thing, whether it be razors, whether it be mattresses, once there's one, there's twenty, and they all just come out of the woodwork. So now the way that you get those is. You just go to their site, you fill out the uh, affiliate program thing, they assign you a code, you put a link on your website, and hope people buy through your through your code, through your link, and whatever it is. But because there's, and I say 20, but because there's like two or three or four different razor companies, different mattress companies, different flower companies, different everything companies, and they're all on every single podcast... And there's at least a hundred podcasts out there. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. Now, I'll say this. On the flip side, uh, Root Beer Wrestling on their podcast, <laughs> their sponsor is the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, which okay. is a rehab facility in Florida. <laughs> wow. See, that's what I want. Right. See, and it's... And I don't even know how I'll have to ask I'll have to ask the brass at AIW how they even got that sponsorship. But it's those one off weirdo sponsorships that are like one in a million and more times than not they kind of just stumble upon you as opposed to you actively seeking them out. Right. Um now another thing that people do is they'll have like a subscription based thing. And a lot of times it'll be through Patreon. Now, Todd, I know you have your finger on the pulse of not only podcasting, but also on technology and all this sort of stuff that Patreon would be involved with. Have you heard the recent news with Patreon from this past week? I know he broke up with Paige. That's all I know. No, that's a different, that's Patron, that's Patron. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. And actually, uh, she was on a podcast this week, speaking of podcasts, speaking of every podcast having the same goddamn uh, advertisers, uh, she was on a podcast where she talked openly without saying names of people or substances, and it was pretty Spectrox. open about what's been going on in the last year or so in her life. Spectrox. Mm-hmm. If only she said Spectrox, but she just, you know, kind of alluded <laughs> I to I what the substance that. may have been. Spe- if her saying the word Spectrox would be my my uh, my uh, text message tone, right? That's what it would be. It's Spectrox. That's oh, my page. Are you on the line? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make me go into my page impersonation. No. Um. So Patreon essentially is 
a subscription model service for artists, creators, you know, whether mm-hmm. you make music or you make art or you make comic books. Um, podcasting is where I mostly get it from, where you sign up and you, there's a, you know, there's a model that you pay and it's, you know, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you pay that amount per month. And depending on what level you've chosen, you get something in return. And a lot of times, most Patreons will have like a dollar a month is just like a thanks. Five dollars is maybe like early access to the show, you know, something like that. And the ten dollar and higher up is like, here's exclusive content. Here's, you know, something that only you at this level get, that sort of thing, right? Right. It was a way for you, if you were a fan of something, to give back, and it was a way for the people who make stuff to make a couple bucks. Has it gotten out of control or something, Joe? Well, Patreon changed the way that they do the fees, because what they would do is whenever you paid into your Patreon, they were taking the fees out and then paying the rest uh, to the person who was creating the content. Well, now... They've changed it to, uh, they are in, whatever your pledge is, it's increased by a percentage and a flat fee, not one or the other, it's both, so that they're not taking as much away from the creator. Okay, I guess, I don't know. Right, this is a way that the creators can make more money off this, but the creators are like, no, no, no. These people who essentially are paying $5 a month or $5 every time I put something out or a dollar even, you are now tripling what they have to pay for me to get my dollar. So we're losing people because they don't want to pay that extra. Right. Okay. Now I see. Okay. Because it's patrons like this is a way that we're going to give the creators more money by charging you more money, obviously. but But that. There's people who can only afford that dollar a month or can only afford that $5 a month by tacking on a percentage increase and a service charge on top of that. People are just like, screw it. I'm not going to do it. So now mm-hmm. the creators are going to end up losing out on money. The The change goes into effect next week. Um, but most people, it doesn't hit them until the first of the month. So the it's going to be very interesting to see how that hits a lot of people January 1st to see what those fees are going to be and everything else like that. But Joe, so they'll lose a few people, but they'll make more money. So it's, it's guaranteed a, being in the black in the ledger. Are you, no, I'm being facetious, right? But that's the thing. And I would say the majority of the creators, like I have seen very few creators can't come out and say, I support this change and think it's a great idea. Most mm. of them are like, what the fuck are you doing? Patreon? Come on. Mm hmm. So, uh, that on top of things, so we discussed that a little bit, then I got it back and forth online with, uh, Jason of Podfixy about it, and he mentions this thing called value to value, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which essentially is a lesser version of a PayPal donate button, where we can put on our page, and this is something that we're gonna, you know, we're kind we're talking about now, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, put a PayPal donate button on our page. And just say, hey, like the show? Send us a buck an episode. Send us 25 cents an episode. Send us $5 a month. Send us $4 a month. You don't want it to be a recurring subscription thing? That's fine. Whenever you have money, you feel like we did a good show, throw us a buck. Throw us a quarter. 
throws whatever it is that you want, right? Mm-hmm. So with Patreon doing this, the main company that does this value for value thing is right. this thing called Flatter, F-L-A-T-T-R. And while I have to do workarounds to even access their website from my work computer, because <laughs> their wor- my work computer flags it as a suspicious site, right? Uh, they have better bots than most other um, things that we were talking about this past Friday, whether it be Casper or any of these other companies that advertise on podcasts. Um, so their whole thing, because Patreon is having these problems, they're like, hey, people who are on Patreon, come over to us. And convince your people, um, you know, that we're giving you a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, or whatever it was. Even if you get them over to us on Flatter for three dollars a month, you'll end up making more. And they just say that. But you have to dig deeper on their website mm-hmm. to see that to start up with Flatter, it's right off the top, 10% off your, whatever you make your off your first month, it's 10%. They mm-hmm. keep. Then it's a rolling 7.5% every month that they take off the top. Which is more than what Patreon would be taking off the normal $5. If you did $5 through Flatter, they're taking more of what the current and upcoming changes to Patreon is. But it's because Patreon has bad press right now. They're trying to get out there and say, like, hey, we're better because our fees are already built in or something? I don't know. It's the new math. It's the Joe. new math. Um, so we could certainly go out and try to get all these, you know, same sponsorships that everyone else can get. Right. We could certainly go out there and try to get some weird out-of-the-box sort of ones. But those are tough. You know, remember, like, the Valiant thing wasn't like a sponsorship, but they gave us some free stuff to give away on the show. Mm-hmm. Remember all those months ago, years ago even, when uh, BCW, the the bags and back people, gave us a bunch of free stuff? Bags and boards people, yes. And we gave some of that stuff away to people on the air, some of the stuff we kept, you know, whatever it was. But we mentioned them a bunch of times. And more times than not, most smaller folks are going to do not money, but they're going to do goods. They're going to give you something. Right. Um... They're not going to give you money, but they're going to give you an item, whether for you to keep or to give away or to throw out or whatever it is. Right. Hopefully you'll you'll be amazed by it and talk about it. Right. And that's a lot of times what you're going to get the most of. Very rarely are you, are you going to get money. Mm-hmm. And it's a once it's it's lightning in a bottle to get any sort of definitive thing. Like I, we we talked online um, about like the Jim Beam company, right? Oh, boy, would I love that. Okay. And we were talking about because they gave you crap because you mixed up Knob Creek and Ezra, um, Evan, uh, Ev- was it Evan Williams? Yes. And then Ezra Brooks is what my father-in-law drinks, which is like the <laughs> bottom of the bottom of the barrel. But they're all under, it's like Jack Daniels is Jack Daniels, and then every other whiskey is under the Jim Beam umbrella, right? Right. So we were talking about it, and I sent them an email, you know, through their form letter thing on their website. Um, you know, I kind of have a boilerplate thing worked up that I send out, and I haven't gotten a response yet. Shocking. You know, I got the spam bounce back thing of just, saying, hey, you. we got your email, thank you very much for contacting us, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, like, after doing digging, I'm like, oh, they do sponsorships with this, and they do sponsorships with that, and they're, like, the official drink of some giant thing, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I highly doubt they're going to come to a podcast, but it doesn't hurt to try. Right. Um, because if you my, nail one, right. But a, more times than not, they're going to come to you for mm-hmm. word getting out of you mentioning their stuff. Like what we tried to do, uh, with the George Foreman grill thing. Like that would have been one of those weird outside the box things. Right. Or Carvel when we tried to do that, like a weird outside the box thing. Um, but we have to find like the right thing and the right people hear it. And I just want to tell this story real quick about this. Um, a friend of mine, uh, who is a wrestler named Eric Cannon, um, around 2010 or so, as part of his gimmick in a lot of places, he would come to the ring drinking a PBR. Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Believe I've heard of it, yes. Okay. So then, word starts getting around that there's this wrestler of some notoriety who every time he comes out is drinking a, a Pabst Blue Ribbon. So, Pabst Blue Ribbon contacts him and says, Hey, we think what you're doing is really cool. Keep doing what you're doing. Here's a bunch of koozies. Here's a bunch of shirts. Do whatever you want with them. So he does. Gives them out. Sells them. Whatever he does. Keeps a couple. Month later, they send him a couple more. They go. Month after that, he gets a check. (laughs) Didn't ask for a check. Got a check. So he contacts them. Thank you very much. And they say, we like what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Anytime you need anything from us, let us know. He has Paps Blue Ribbon gear. They allow him to advertise himself as the official wrestler of Paps Blue Ribbon. Mm-hmm. And he still gets a check every month from them. S- some six, seven years on. And it's not like he actively searched this out and had this whole thing of like, I'm going to do this calculated maneuver in the hopes that I get a check from this company. It was just one of those things that kind of sort of happened. Fluke. It was a fluke. Right. And unfortunately for someone at that level and someone at our level, that's how something is going to happen. Right. How it's going to happen. I don't know, but if we spend all of our time trying to figure out how to do that, then I think show quality might suffer. Right. And and on an unrelated note, I would just like to say how much I love Miller High Life. (laughs) The Champagna of beers. (laughs) That's right. And I'm surprised my cup, Cinnabon, hasn't been all over us. They are on the list. Oh, boy. They are on a short list of things. I was going to wait until the beginning of the new year. I can't see a lot of people like being too hot and heavy of like, oh yeah, I got to get out there and start getting new sponsorships in the final three weeks of the fiscal fiscal year 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, which is oh. a very good reason that possibly the Jim Beam Corporation has not contacted me back. Exactly, but the you never Christmas know. spirits. Oh, I got ideas now. Now, okay. Now we could we could talk. We could have our we could have our uh, IHOP pancake on pancake dinner. I drove by the location where the IHOP's going to be. It's going to be a long time before that happens. No, you have no idea how fast stuff goes up now, Joe. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let's let's do a little bet. Okay. Um, 
well, I'm going to drive by and I'll look at it and then we'll do a bet. Okay. Like if there was still a, is there a building sitting on where they're, where they're at or? No. No, it's flat. It's being, like there's no building, but there's, there's, uh, equipment there leveling the ground as of Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, let me see. Let me see. Three months on the out, on the outside. Right. See, I was going to say by the end of March, it would be up exactly. Yeah. Right. But still, that's, that's a ways away. Yeah. Well, see, I don't look at March as a ways away. I'm like, I don't know. Like, and I bet you it might even be done sooner. Shit. Christmas is two weeks away and that's a ways away. A ways away. Yeah. That's all. So I want to hear these, uh, these ideas that you have. I don't have many ideas, but it just popped into my head. We'll, we'll talk. Right. We'll talk, but not on the air. No, because that's we don't want to be giving away trade secrets. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it. Um, except for the announcement of the final Gallifrey Birds. You say that with sadness in your voice. I do. You, you, you're going to miss Doctor Who, aren't you? No. <laughs> I'm okay I mean, without Doctor Who in my life. Okay. You, I don't know. I think you're going to have... You are going to have uh, withdrawal. Hmm. I'll be okay. All right. So you going first or am I going first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. All right. So now you're getting into the 12th Doctor, Peter Capaldi, the man who was a fan his whole life. Was even like you know tried to be president of the fan club, wrote letters to the to the official like you know fan club of of Doctor Who, um, and this is another Christmas episode, but it's le- it's only really briefly because it takes over the pl- course of a a lifetime of someone that it's Christmas in the beginning and then that's thrown out, um, but it's basically the ret- Doctor Who the return of Doctor Mysterio. Which the name Doctor Mysterio is the name that is used in all the Spanish-speaking countries instead of Doctor Who, and they really liked it, so they they decided to use that. And the synopsis is: the Doctor once more faces off with an alien species that wishes to conquer the planet. This time, he has more backup than usual. However, this help was was a little twist to it. It's a superhero called the Ghost, and it has a superhero comic book theme to it. So I'm like. Hopefully, Joe will at least enjoy this. So, that's what I got planned out for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, for you, Todd. Yes. Uh, you might complain and whatever it is that you do with your life um, when it comes to these sort of things. But, what you're going to be watching is two <laughs> episodes of Saturday night's main event. Okay. Um, now, the reason it's two episodes of Saturday night's main event is, uh, with commercials pulled, uh, these are just under an hour, but anyone who's a listener, or anyone who's listening who's a fan of professional wrestling knows, um, that usually the last half hour plus of the Saturday night's main events are usually a garbage dump, so I'm probably gonna make Todd skip those. So the two episodes of Saturday Night's Main Event that Todd is going to be watching are from 
late 1990s or 1986, October and November specifically, 1986, mm-hmm. featuring matches such as Hulk Hogan versus Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff with Bobby Heenan in his corner. Paul oh, Orndorff just recently having stabbed the Hulkster in the back. <sighs> Ricky Ragan Steamboat versus Jake the Snake Roberts. A newly turned babyface Roddy Piper taking <laughs> on the Iron Sheik. Oh my goodness. Also on the other episode, Hulk Hogan takes on the Mighty Hercules. Roddy Piper again gets revenge against his former bodyguard ace cowboy Bob Orton. And in a rare heel versus heel matchup, Jake the Snake Roberts takes on Randy Savage. Now, as great as all of this sounds, Todd, this these two events could quite possibly be some of the best promo and video package work right. in the history of world wrestling entertainment. It's like you know me so well. Right. These are specifically handpicked to feature <laughs> some of the stars of this period. Right. They're absolutely most coked out of their gourd. <laughs> what 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 are they uh, all high on? Not Spectrox. Coke. My apologies. I, That's right. Spectrox. I don't want I don't want these Spectrox lobbyists taking their sponsors <laughs> sponsorship away from us. Oh, I would love to have a Spectrox uh, sponsor. Right. Uh, but that sounds fascinating. I just can't imagine any of those names that you said on any substances at all. Right. Other than hope and dreams. Those are what they, they got by on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll be getting the, uh, time codes and the flips and the so forths, um, that you'll need to, uh, you know, zip to before you get a chance to watch them. Cause you usually watch them. The Monday before we record, so. Right. And, uh, Ryan, just like you're talking about, is just a, just a, a little over an hour episode, so you don't have to worry about having two episodes. I was just like, I'm gonna get you out of here, and we can get right to the Spectrox, uh, wrestling stuff. Right. Which is the real reason everybody listens to Gallifrey Birds. I don't know. Alright. So, is there anything else that we need to go over? No, I can't think of anything. All right. Everyone, thank you very much uh, for listening to, what was this, episode 161 of Longbox Heroes After Dark. And we'll catch you all here next week.